optimal minimal. At this altitude, I can run flat out for a half mile before my hands start shaking. Can I ask you a personal question? Now what is it in a broken time? What if I did the opposite? I'm a cybernetic organism, living tissue over a metal endoskeleton. This episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I get asked all the time what I would take if I could only take one supplement. The answer is invariably Athletic Greens. I view it as all-in-one nutritional insurance. I recommended it, in fact, in the four-hour body. This is more than 10 years ago, and I did not get paid to do so. With approximately 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, you'd be very hard-pressed to find a more nutrient-dense and comprehensive formula on the market. It has multivitamins, multimineral greens complex, probiotics and prebiotics for gut health, an immunity formula, digestive enzymes, adaptogens, and much more. I usually take it once or twice a day just to make sure I've covered my bases if I miss anything I'm not aware of. Of course, I focus on nutrient-dense meals to begin with. That's the basis. But Athletic Greens makes it easy to get a lot of nutrition when whole foods aren't readily available. From travel packets, I always have them in my bag when I'm zipping around. Right now, Athletic Greens is giving my audience a special offer on top of their all-in-one formula, which is a free vitamin D supplement and five free travel packs with your first subscription purchase. Many of us are deficient in vitamin D. I found that true for myself, which is usually produced in our bodies from sun exposure. So adding a vitamin D supplement to your daily routine is a great option for additional immune support. Support your immunity, gut health, and energy by visiting athleticgreens.com TFS. You'll receive up to a year's supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your subscription. Again, that's athleticgreens.com TFS, as in Tim Ferriss show. athleticgreens.com TFS. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello, ladies and germs, boys and girls. This is Tim Ferriss, and welcome to another episode of The Tim Ferriss Show. That little hisashiburi janeka, which is long time no see, basically. In Japanese, is a taste of things to come. I'm so excited about this episode. Every episode... I'm excited, and it is my job to deconstruct world-class performers of all different types, whether they're big wave surfers, retired Navy SEAL commanders, chess prodigies, entertainers, or otherwise. And this particular episode is a first for me, meaning it is an interpreted episode. So we have Japanese featured. It was recorded in Tokyo, where I got to meet Marie Kondo, who is sometimes referred to as Mary Kondo, so you can think of her that way if you like, but it is actually pronounced Marie Kondo. And here's a quote just to give you some flavor, a taste of things to come. Quote, you could say that tidying orders the mind while cleaning purifies it. That is from Marie. She is a Japanese organizing consultant, author, and entrepreneur, also known as Konmari. And you can find her on Twitter and elsewhere at 
Marie Kondo, that's M-A-R-I-E-K-O-N-D-O. And you probably know her because of a book. And the book is The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, The Japanese Art of Decluttering and Organizing, which has sold a gazillion copies. It has become a movement. She developed this particular method of organizing, which is known as the Konmadi method, which you can see is an inversion of her name, which consists of gathering together everything you own, one category at a time, and then keeping only those things that, quote, spark joy. End quote. And we actually talk about how that is translated in Japanese, and I had a blast with this, as well as choosing dedicated places to store them, etc. But it goes far beyond just tidying how to. Her method is really a way of life and a state of mind, and I observed this in person. I've spent some time with her since. She has the most calming voice imaginable, which is why I play a decent amount of her speaking Japanese in this. And for those long-term listeners, you know that I lived in Japan in high school. I love Japan and Japanese. And uh, we were very, very lucky to have uh, Jun Greminger, who works with Madie, to fill in last minute. We had an interpreter cancellation of sorts, logistical snafu, and Jun slipped in very seamlessly to help with everything. So thank you, Jun. Uh, Madia has captured, as I mentioned, the findings uh, of her various uh, clientele and all of her different organizational approaches and philosophies in her mega best-selling books, the first of which I mentioned, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, and its follow-up, Spark Joy, subtitle, An Illustrated Masterclass on the Art and Organizing Art of Organizing and Tidying Up. I need to organize my brain. Her books have sold more than 7 million copies and have been published in more than 40 countries. Now, Kondo goes way beyond just author in Japan. Her methods have become so famous that her last name has become a verb, Kondoing, and people who share her specific values worldwide are referred to and refer to themselves as converts with a K. She's been named one of Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People. She's also the founder and chief visionary officer of Komari Media Incorporated, KMI, which is a US-based startup with the mission to organize the world by combining the power of technology and a network of converts, with a K, which is exploding, uh, as well as partner organizations. And KMI has recently launched a Konmari consultant training program and certification process. They're doing tons and tons of stuff. So this episode is an experiment. I had a blast with it. Uh, Maria is as lovely, 10 times lovelier than you would hope in your wildest dreams. Really just one of the most calming, fascinating people I've met in a long time. We dig into Shintoism. We dig into her upbringing. We dig into specific nitty-gritty details of her method. We talk about how it applies elsewhere. We talk about morning routines. We talk about all sorts of stuff. So without further ado, please enjoy this wide-ranging and very experimental conversation with Marie Kondo, the Japanese tidying master. Marie-san, welcome to the show. Hi, konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Uh, so uh, there's so many things I want to ask you because I've read your books and I am a huge fan of Japan. So thank you for making the time. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to meet you as well. So I I think we should start at the beginning, and that is your childhood. So, could you tell us a little bit about where you grew up and how you grew up? I was born and raised in Japan.、Uh, which part of Tokyo? 
江東区っていう場所ってご存知ですか江東区はいあの<笑>東京都には23区のあの区が23の区があるんですけどその中の本当に小さい区の一つです There are 23 wards in Tokyo, and I was brought up in Kotoku, the Koto ward, a small ward in Tokyo. And、uh, did she have brothers or sisters? What did her parents do? I had an older brother and a younger sister. My dad was a doctor, and my mom was a, stay- a homemaker. What type of medicine did her dad practice? えっと、内科の医者です。Internal doctor? Internist, probably. Internist, okay.、Yeah. What characterized her childhood? Like, would she say she was a happy child, a very obsessive child? How would she describe her, her younger self? それで言うと、私の子供の頃の、えー、とキャラクターは一言で言うと、地味な子でした。I didn't stand out much. とにかくあの小さい頃からとにかく片付けにすごく興味があって本当に5歳の時にはもう母がこう定期購読していたいわゆる生活史というのを熟読しているような子供でした。So since I was a little kid, I loved organizing.、Um, when I was five, I started reading magazines that had to do with homes and organizing.So I heard that she also would take recess time at school and organize books in the classroom. And do that type of thing. Why, why did she have that interest? So, this is a very important thing. It's a very important thing. There are a couple of reasons why I was interested in this since I was young. First of all, my mom was a homemaker and she looked so happy doing things around the house. で実際に私の母があのよく私に言っていたのはもう本当にこの専業主婦という仕事はすごく素晴らしくって私がこう家をきれいに整えていい状態にしておくことによってあの父がこう元気に働きにできたりとかあの子どもたちが健康で育っていくこれは素晴らしい仕事なんだっていうことを言ってくれていたんです。My mother told me that being a homemaker is great. I can create an organized and clean home and that way my dad Would be able to work and my kids will be able to stay healthy. ただあのそうは言ってもあのうちの母は家事はすごく好きだというふうに言っていたんですが別に片付けが特に得意というわけではなくてあの私の小さい頃のお家というのは、まあ、いわゆるこう別に散らかりすぎてはいないけれども、まあ、そんなにこう常にすっきりしているわけでもなくてこう収納を開けたらものがたくさん詰まっているみたいなそんな感じのお家でした。My mom loved doing chores, but she wasn't necessarily perfect at it. My home wasn't that disorganized, but it wasn't necessarily super neat either. There were a lot of things in storage. So it sounds like her mom was a very good homemaker, but didn't specialize in the tidying up aspect of things. At what point did she become? I read somewhere that she was an attendant maiden. I don't know what that translates to exactly, but at a Shinto shrine. I'm really interested in talking about that. So, could you、uh, maybe tell the story, if that's accurate, of, of how she became involved with a Shinto shrine? And the, like, just to maybe help describe the experience, because a lot of my fans have asked、uh, to hear more about maybe that Shinto influence, because they see some of that influence in her recommendations. Maybe that's at least their impression. Hi. えー、と神道
ていうあの言葉に関して私はこうなんか皆さんがこう興味を持ってくださるよりももっとこう身近にあってすごく自然なイメージ。なんですね、で私が、えー、とどうしてそこの神社で働いていたことがあったかっていうとあのそれ自体はたまたま巫女、えー、さんのこう募集というかそのお仕事のアルバイトの募集の,あの広告を見たことがきっかけであなんとなくやってみようっていうくらいの本当に軽い気持ちで始めた仕事なんですね。ただ私自身はすごく小さな時から12歳ですね12歳くらいのもう小学生の時からその神社に行くとすごくこう心がすっきりするとか,なんかとても自分の中が整うなっていう経験をすごくしていてすごく神社というものが身近にあったんです。Um, so, regarding Shintoism, it's more of a very natural part of my life.、Um, the reason why I worked there was there was an opening and they were hiring an attainment maiden. And I saw Help Wanted Sign. It was a very, very casual decision.、Um, when I was 12 years old in elementary school, I felt, you know, at, even at that age, I felt like when I went to a shrine, I felt very peaceful and put together inside. She stayed at that job for how long? Or how long did she continue to do that job?、Oh. 学生時代を通してだったので、えー、と高校3年生の時から大学4年日本は大学4年生なんですけど、えー、と4年までなので5年間ですね。このおみっこさんの,その仕事内容としてはすごくとてもシンプルで基本的には例えばあのご参拝してくださった方に対して、えー、とお守りを。などやお札などをお授けしたりですとかあとは境内のお掃除ですねという仕事を主にやっていました。So the work is very simple.、Um, there are people who come to pray、um, and we sell them lucky charms and we also clean the area as well.Why did she stop? これはもうあの私が学生時代にやっていたお仕事で、えー、と大学ですねを卒業と同時に、えー、と新卒で別の会社に入社したのをきっかけに辞めることになりました。So, I did this as a student. So, after I graduated college, I got a different full time job. So, it was a, it was a college gig. And the, the sort of switch that I'd love to hear more about is how did she, what was the experience, or how did she go from a focus on throwing things away to things that give joy? あの本当にあの先ほどお伝えしたようにあの私は小さい頃からとにかく片付けの研究をずっと続けていたわけなんですが当時は私にとって片付けイコール捨てることだったんですねただその自分の中でこう物を捨てても捨てても全然すっきりお家がしてこないっていうことにすごく長い間悩んでいたんです There's a story behind this so as I mentioned before I loved studying and experimenting with organizing since a young age but at the time For me, organizing meant throwing things away, but even when I threw things away, I didn't feel like I was organized. And why is that? So, what do you think about that? I think it's a little bit of a minus. I think it's a little bit of a minus. I think it's a little bit of a minus. I think it's a little bit of a minus. I think it's a little bit of a minus. I think it's a little bit of a minus. I think it's a little bit of a minus. I think it's a little bit of a minus. I think it's a little bit of a minus. So, this was a very negative way of looking at things.、Um, at the time, I was throwing away so many things that I called myself a discarding machine. 
I was always looking for reasons to throw things away. And this became extremely stressful. So it, it sounds like it had, it had a negative connotation. So the act of cleaning up with a focus on throwing things out sort of acquired a negative connotation. So the, the, the sparking joy I want to talk about, because I think people who've read your books will be familiar with some of these concepts, but for people who haven't read the books, I'll take a stab at it. One of the things you're known for, you've been known for many different things, but one would be looking at things in terms of, say, categories instead of rooms, right? Uh, then you also have holding these objects in your hands once you put everything in a category, say, on the floor, and asking if it sparks joy. So I want to talk about the Japanese version of that. So is the word tokimeku? Hi, tokimeku. So I would love for her to describe in Japanese what it feels like when it's an object that she should keep. で、先ほどのあの、私がときめくっていうことにあの気づいたきっかけで多分最後までお話してなかったかと思うんですけれども。えっと、それで言うと本当そのときめくものって本当に大事なんだっていうふうに気づいたのはそのさっきもお伝え
Yes, it was originally just a hobby. Um, I loved organizing my friends' houses, but then word spread and people started saying, hey, if Marie goes over to your house, your house will become super organized. Um, that's when people that I didn't know started reaching out to me and saying they'll pay for the service. <laughs> Why is it important to thank the objects before discarding them? Uh, because this is something I think a lot of Americans, at least people who have sent me questions to ask, they wonder, do I really have to do it? And does she recommend doing it out loud? Or is that something that's sufficient to do in your own head? Hi. ありがとうございました。3つ目の質問からお答えすると、それはあの、ありがとうっていうことに関しては別に声を出しても頭の中でもどちらでも大丈夫です。それの気持ちを1つ1つ自分が持つということがまず大事。これが1つ。Let me answer your third question first. You can either say it out loud or in your head. What's important is to really feel that appreciation. そしてなんでそんなに感謝をすることが大事なのか。というとその物一つ一つ手放すものに対してさえも、こう一つ一つ感謝をすることによって、今までま物を捨てることってとても罪悪感があったりすることってありますよね。その罪悪感の気持ちを自分でこうしっかり味わって、あの手放すことをすご
in general. そうですね。私が今までお会いしたあの本の読者の方、読者さんの感じを見ると本当に皆さん、私がむしろ本当に思っている以上にそのコンマリメソッドの真髄についてよくご理解いただいているなっていうのがはっきり言って一番の印象です。ただ例えば一つ申し上げるとすると、例えばその本当にものに対する感謝。という場面ですよねあの本当に今自分が持っているものに対してこういかに感謝しているかこのものがあるから今日は自分が生活できているんだなっていうこの感覚っていうのをもっとこう感じていただけるとよりその片付けの効果だったりとかっていうところがもっと出やすいのかなって思います。So, I've met a lot of my readers and fans, but they really understand the Komari method more than I expected. That's my impression. Um, one thing I wish they would do more of is really feel and show that gratitude toward items. So, really feeling the appreciation for each of their belongings. What, what is one of the most difficult things, or some of the, the most difficult things that she has given up? で印象深かったものがもはや思い出せない<笑><笑>ずっとこう、okay、自分の片付けはもう本当にもう終わってしまっていて自分の片付け物理的な片付け自体はずっとお客様の片付けに向き合ってきたので今すごく私のことに直接聞かれてちょっと考えてしまったっていうことの一つですね。I've been constantly tidying my entire life, so honestly I can't think of anything. <笑> How has her thinking changed? If it has with a child now, changed or evolved. So, this is a little bit of a difference. I was able to get a little bit of a difference. I was able to get a little bit of a difference. I was able to get a little bit of a difference. I was able to get a My kids are still very, very young.、Um, I have a one and a half year old and a five month old. What I realized is when you have kids, you really don't have time. It's really hard to make everything perfect. How would she suggest people handle that themselves? So, this is the first thing I would say. I would say that I would say that I would say that. でまずは自分私がおすすめしているこんまりメソッドつまり人生に一度の片付け祭りというのを一回終わらせておくことというのが一番大事だということです。Tidying and organizing is not something that you do little by little. So what I suggest is doing it all at once. That's really important. So what is that called in English and what is that called in Japanese? Because I just heard it in Japanese. 何か祭り何て言うんですか片付け祭り。片付け祭り。はい、片付け祭り。お祭りみたいに一定期間あのを自分で期間を決めてしまって一気に短期に完璧に片付ける。So that is, you know, in effect, I kind of like the sound of it. I mean, this is like a, a tidying festival, right? Or like, Correct. A, I mean, a party of sorts, right?、Because、yeah. What makes a 片付け祭り successful? そうですね。本当に物一つ一つと向き合って。で最終的にあの物の片付け物理的なお部屋の片付けだけではなくて自分の価値観っていうもの自体もすごくクリアにしていくことこれが私が考えている片付けの最終的なゴールなんです。So you really have to face each and every item that you own.、Um, organization and tidying is not just 
for practical purposes, you really need to make your values clear. So understand what your values are. That's my goal with organizing. What would be examples of values that would help with organizing? そうですね。自分は一体、自分という人間は一体どういう価値観を大切にしている人間なのかっていうのを分かるきっかけになるんですけれども、例えば、えっ、ー、と、じ今、もう本当、私のお,お客様の例なんですけれども、その片付けを終えた後に、自分が本当にやりたい仕事に転職をされた方だったりとか、まあ、新しいビジネスを立ち上げられた方だったりですとか、あとはその人付き合いですね。ということに関しても、本当に自分が付き合いたい人、本当に自分が大切にしたい人,人とだけ付き合うようになったりっていうふうに、そんなふうに物理的に本当に行動が変わっていくようになります。So think about what values do I think are important. So this is an example of one of my clients, but Um, she got a new job、um, in something that she really wanted to work for.、Um, other examples include people who built their own businesses or really re examined their relationships and kept only those who were really important in their lives. in their life. So, when they're going through their house and doing this the all at once approach, then the values that guide them relate to their identity as a business person. Or as so, a... okay, let me clar- try to clarify that. So, the purpose of organizing is not just to make your house clean or your room tidy or anything like that. The end purpose, the end goal is to really think about what your values are, really clarify what your values are. So, what's important to you?、Mm-hmm. So, in regards to my client examples,、um, there were people who, you know, after they finished organizing and tidying, They were able to re examine what they wanted in life. Right, that clarity transfers、right. to other areas.、Yeah. How would she suggest people deal with a family member who is, I'm sure this is a very common question, a family member who is a hoarder or does not clean up, keeps old magazines, old this, old that? Like, how would she suggest any, it could be anything, but how would she suggest that they, what would her recommendations be to those people? というのはちょっと意外かもしれないんですがまずはそのことは一旦置いておいて自分の片付けを完璧に終わらせるということなんです。First and foremost, you just need to forget about it. That's other people. You need to finish your own tidying. First. First. まずね。まず。まず。その後。まずその後に、えー、とこうやって自分の片付けが終わった後に。私が片付けをやっていてすごく不思議な経験をすごくたくさんしてるんですけれども家族もつられて片付け出すっていう効果がとってもあるんです。Then after you're finished hiding, what's really surprising is that a lot of people experience this, but when, they, when family members see you hiding, it makes them want to tidy up too. 片付けってあの本当に何だろう私の経験なんですけれどもあの片付けをすることによって自分のこう取り巻くエネルギーっていうのがやっぱり変わっていくんですねすごくすっきりしてきたりとか自分自身がすごくクリアなエネルギーを持っていくようになると本当にその家族やお家の中にもすごくそれが伝染していってすごく不思議な話なんですが自分がその片付けをしているっていうことを内緒にして片付けをしていた。人であっても知らないうちに家族が片付けを始めるっていう経験もとてもたくさんあるんです。Your energy changes after you finish up tidying. You release this clear energy, which is communicated to your family. So even people who have secretly tidied up have come to me and said that their families tidied up after them as well. What would her words of advice be to a particularly difficult case? Let's say you do finish your own 
cleaning and tidying, but there's a family member who still is not receiving the message. はい、えー、とポイントとしてはまずは収納場所は明確に分けるっていうことがすごく大事なんです。First of all, you need to be really clear about categorizing your storage. これはあのお家の中で一緒に暮らしているあの家族としてもこれをルールを明確にするべきだというふうに私は考えていて例えば、まあ、あの片付けが苦手な旦那さんがいたとしてそしたらあなたのものを収納する場所はここからここまででこういうふうなんですっていうふうにで私の収納場所はここからここなんですっていうふうなものはきっちりこう決めておくっていうことがすごく大事なんですでそこからはみ出さない限りは基本的には自分は口を出さない。So, another thing I recommend is if you're really completely done tidying and you're satisfied with your tidying,、um, you know, just using the husband example, for example, to your husband, you can make storage available for them. That's one way to do it. 例えばお洋服をきれいに畳み直してきれいに収納し直してあげるっていうことを一回あのやって差し上げるだけでそのご主人があ片付いてる状態ってすごく気持ちいいんだとか楽しいんだっていう経験をすることができるんでそれによってすごく片付けに興味が持ってきたりっていうふうにするケースがとても多いです。So for example, you can fold your husband's clothes for them and put it away for them. Um, and that way, your husband can realize, oh wow, having a tidy and organized space feels really good. And then he can become interested in tidying up himself. Yeah, that's what one of my ex girlfriends did a few years ago. But she, she, took, she did it in a very clever way. She would say, and I'm not that messy, but、uh, I, I tend to have a lot of certain things, or I used to. And she would say, why don't we just give away? One of these, and then let me organize the space. And then if you don't like it, I can put it back the way it was. So she, <laughs> she would volunteer that way. And of course, maybe I'm just too lazy, but once it was fixed, it looked better, felt better. <laughs> I was like, no, of course, I'm not going to ask you to turn it back to how it was. But she was very good at getting that foot in the door. So, in any case,、uh, so question about kids. I want to talk about kids a little bit. So, how would you suggest helping to? Instill the habit of tidiness into kids. Are there any routines or practices that you can have children do when they're young so that they have the habit of tidying? お子さんに片付けの習慣をつけさせるのにすごくおすすめな方法はお洋服の正しい畳み方を教えるということなんです。What I recommend is teach your kids how to fold clothes in the proper way. どうしてかっていうとお洋服というのは、まあ、毎日自分が確実に使っているもので確実にしまうっていう習慣があるものですし、まあ、明確に自分のものであるという意識があるのでこのお洋服の畳み方を教えてあげることによってその片付けの習慣片付けの意識っていうのはすごくつきやすくなっていきます。So the reason is clothes is something that everyone uses every day. 
You use it every day. You have to put it away every day. And it's clearly your own. So by teaching kids how to fold, they'll learn how to organize really quickly or the concept of organizing and keeping tidy. So I, I was very happy to see her folding method the first time I saw it, which for those people who are familiar, and I'm not going to do it justice, but if you're imagining, for instance, a t-shirt laying out in front of you, you could fold the arms in on either side into a vertical column effectively, and then folding it up so that it could be set vertically in a shelf, for instance. But it's also very similar to how I used to fold my judo uniform. Uh, and so I got used to when I was in Japan at age 15 as an exchange student, I was in part of the club system, sports were mandatory. So they call that bukatsu and I went into the judobu. So every day I would have to very nicely fold up my judo uniform two or three times. And so I got very accustomed to folding the clothing and then I would tie it with the belt, the obi and put it over my shoulder and off to the train I went. So I was, it's very, I saw the folding method, and it was very natsukashi. <laughs> natsukashi is one of those words that's kind of hard in Japanese. For those people who, who speak any Portuguese, it's similar. It's a little similar to saudade, uh, but it's it's uh, it's it's a little hard to translate into English. Makes me think fondly of my experience in Japan. The closest word might be nostalgia. Nostalgia. Like there we yeah. go. Yeah, that's the closest. That's probably the closest word. How is the Konmari method different from minimalism? Or when people ask her, is the Konmari method minimalism? How does she answer that? はい。えっと、声の違いにミニマリズムというのは基本的にま、あの、本当に いくらものを持っていてもその状態にちゃんと自分が納得して自分がときめいている状態であれば、オッケーなんですね。大事なのは常に自分にとってどれくらいのものの量を持っていると幸せなのかということが明確であるということなんです。Right, so I think I can. I mean, it sounds like this. This is very fun for me to explore because uh, what uh, Maria-san was just explaining is that. In minimalism, you're really focusing on reduction and the sort of minimal amount as the objective, whereas in her method, please correct me if I get any of this wrong, sure. the the amount doesn't really matter as much. It's it's about finding the balance that that makes you happy. And as long as that's the case, uh, then it's permissible in, in so much as it reminds me of, and my fans are probably sick and tired of hearing about me talk about Seneca and Stoicism, but... Uh, Stoics would talk about, in the case of Seneca, for instance, uh, riches not being the problem. So you're, you're allowed to have riches as long as the riches don't have you, if that makes sense. So in other words, I mean, it sounds like she's also saying that you can have belongings as long as those are belongings that give you joy, but not when the things we own start owning us. Exactly. Yeah. How would you suggest people let go of objects that they inherit from people who die. This is this was a common question that came up uh, because they feel tremendous guilt about these objects that come from, say, a mother or a father who dies. What would your suggestions be to those people? お亡くなりになった方の遺品ですね。の片付けの考え方としては、私のおすすめは遺品や思い出品などのちょっと自分にとってだいぶセンチメンタルなものに関する片付けは一番最後にする。so these fall into the category of sentimental items. So do this last. 
ですね。な,なぜかっていうとこう、こんまりみそ。そうですそうですなのであのまこんまりみそとのっていうのはかあのカテゴリーの順番がとても明確に決まっていて一番初めがお洋服で次が、えっと、本次が書類小物思い出品の順番になっていくんですが自分にとって判断がしにくいものは一番最後にしていくんですで少しずつその片付けを進めることによって自分のときめき感度を磨いていくというのがポイントなんです。The categories that I recommend are clothes, books, Documents, kimono, and sentimental items. In so, order.、Right? In order. So that's so, the could order. Can you go through that one more time? Sure. First, do clothes, then books, then documents, then kimono, what, what which is, is miscellaneous items. Miscellaneous. And then lastly, sentimental items. And it's really, really hard to judge you o k n what w sparks joy and what doesn't spark joy for sentimental items. So you need to do this at the end. So by this time, hopefully, you would have trained your kind of spark joy <laughs> muscle, muscle slash、yeah. lens, right? And at that point, if, what if you have objects that don't necessarily give you joy, but, but they gave another person joy? So you feel guilt. So you hold it, you know it doesn't give you joy. But you still feel guilty because it gave your mother joy or your father joy. What, how would she suggest they talk to themselves or what should they say to themselves to fix that? もうそれこそあの本当に物一つ一つときちんと向き合っていただきたいんです。これはあの一般的な答えではなくてそれこそ本当に実際にそのものを触った時に自分がちゃんと喜ぶ感覚がするか例えばそのものを持つことによってあの自分のお母様の喜びというものを感じられてすごくあったかい気持ちになったり幸せな気分になる本当に自分の手元に置いておきたくなるっていう,こうポジティブな感情があるのであればぜひ取っておいてくださいで逆にその,そのものを持っていて自分はときめかないんだけれども母はときめいていたよなどうしようかなみたいな感じの,あの感覚ってになっている自分に気づいたのであればそれはもう本当に今まで自分の母親や自分のお母さんをときめかせてくれてありがとうっていうふうな感謝の気持ちを込めてあの手放すっていう選択を取るこれも本当に一つの,あの皆さんの選択なんです。So you need to face each and every item. So you know, when, it touch, when you touch it, if it sparks joy, Or when you hold it in your hand, do you feel the joy that your mother did? Do you, that warm feeling. That warm feeling. Does it give you that warm, fuzzy feeling? And does that make you want to keep it with you? If all those feelings are positive, then I suggest you keep it.、But、then, like, let's say if it doesn't spark joy, but it did for your mother, what you need to do is say, Thank you for sparking joy in my mother's life. And then say thank you and discard it. So it seems like the, the gratitude piece, the thanking, Is a very important part of the release. Sort of, it provides a closure for a lot of this,、uh, which I find fascinating because, the,、uh, in a way, so there's a quote, I'm going to get the attribution wrong. It's Neil something or other, N E A L, but the quote is, and I'm probably going to get this slightly wrong too the suffering ends when the gratitude begins. So I feel like that could be applied to a lot of things, including. Uh, the, the cleaning itself, or the rather tidying. What, what are some of the most、uh, misunderstood parts of her method? Like, what, when、uh, I'm sure there are people out there, like with my work or anyone else's work, who say, you know, Tim recommends this. And I, like, wait, wait a second, I don't actually recommend that at all. Right. So, what are some misunderstanding, common misunderstandings about her, her method? 
そうですねあのそれはあ,のあります例えばあのやっぱりときめかないものを捨てるっていう感じがすごくこう強いように感じてしまってもう何でもかんでもこう捨ててしまう人っていうふうにやはり見られてしまうことっていうのはあるんですが私がとにかくお伝えしたいものをしたいこととしてはとにかく自分にとって本当に大切なものを大切にしましょうということなんです。Because the method includes things like throwing away thing, anything that doesn't spark joy, I am often misunderstood as you know, someone who just recommends discarding everything. That's not the case. So my message is take really good care of the things that matter to you. 本当に自分にとって自分にとってその大切でないものにこう気を向けすぎたりとかあのそのことによって例えば義理だったりとか,そのなんか自分の本当の思いじゃないところで本当に自分にとって大切なものを大切にしきれてないんじゃないかっていうふうに思うことが私は片付けの現場でたくさん思ったことがあるので本当にその部分に関しては皆さんにご理解いただけるといいなって思っているんです。So for you... Don't put too much energy into anything that doesn't spark joy. Really understand where you need to allocate your energy. So, you need to allocate energy into what matters to you, what's most important to you. So, I'd like to, to switch gears a little bit and talk about、uh, her routines. So, what, what are some of the routines, say,、uh, in the first 90 minutes of her day? Like, what does the first 90 minutes of her day look like? When does she wake up? What are the rituals that are important, if any? Just. Just that first, like from waking up to lunch, what's important and what, what does her routine look like? So, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it. 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 っていうことをすごく大事にしています。それからは、あとは本当に日常的によくやっているのは朝のヨガですね。うん、朝のヨガをすることによって、本当に自分の中の,その気が整う。今日一日のまずスタートする時の自分の元の状態を戻すっていう意味だとヨガをしています。あとは本当に皆さんと同じように、あの子供がいるので子供の朝ごはんを用意したりですとか、自分の朝ごはんを用意して、えー、食べて、あとはやっていることとしては、えっと、日本のお家というのは玄関のたたきというのがあるんですけれども玄関のたたきを拭くっていうことをしているんですね。エントランスフロアですね。玄関の,あの床を拭くということを習慣にしていてしています。まず。After I wake up, I focus my thoughts on the house. So, for example, I say good morning to my house. Of course, I tell my family members good morning as well. And then I open up all of the windows, circulate the air, and then I do morning yoga. So I feel very put together and re centered when I do this. And of course, as you know, I have kids as well. So I prepare their breakfast, I prepare my breakfast and eat. And in Japan, there is a、um, concept of really wiping the floor of your entrance.、Um, so I do that as well. So she, she sweeps. The entrance? ではなくて、えっと、拭くんです。Uh. とただ玄関のたたきを拭くことによって、まあ、日本ってあの玄関と外っていうのはすごくこう明確に分かれていて外と内でそこの玄関のたたきっていうのは外からもらってきたこう汚れとか、まあ、みたいなものを落としてくれる場所としての役割があるのでそこもきちんとそこをクリアにしていくことによってすごくお家全体がこうクリアな気が流れるというふうに私も感じられるんです。Mm. 
So I wipe it. So in Japan, there's a clear division between the entrance and outside, between inside and outside. So the entrance is where you can you know, kind of dust off anything that you've accumulated well, it's outside. it's the lower step generally, right? I mean, for a right. lot of houses, right before they step up into the house, exactly. you put on slippers where you take off the shoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I have, I have a couple of specific questions. Does she, what type of yoga does she practice? <laughs> no, that's totally fine. She just asked, wait a second, there are different types of yoga? <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just a beginner. So, right, all right. So, straightforward yoga. Does she, does she have a routine that she follows or a video or? And how long does she do? When does she wake up? How long does she do yoga for? I do my yoga based on a book I bought in Japan. I usually wake up at 6.30 a.m. and I take about 20 minutes to do my yoga. What are the most common breakfasts that she has and that she makes for her kids? そうですね。あの、季節によって変えています。例えば夏ですと、あの、えっと、こう、野菜のコールドプレス so it really depends on the season. In the summer, I love making cold-pressed juice. In the winter, uh, we eat a lot of Japanese breakfast, so it's really good for you and it's healthy. It consists of rice and miso soup. Is there anything besides the rice and miso? その日によって違ってきますね。あの、普通に卵料理、あの、卵焼きですね。日本の卵焼きがついてるケースもありますし、あとは前の晩に残ったおかずを食べることもありますし、私はあまりこの、その本当に決まったものがあるというよりも、その
item has a place, I return them to their places. And I, of course, communicate with them as well. <laughs> and thank them for their service. The Just for people who, who want a little bit of cultural context too, when you come home to a Japanese home, you say, tadaima, and then the people there would say, okaidi. And then when you leave the house in the morning, you'd say something like, ittekimasu, and then they would say, ittirashai, which is like, I'm going to come back. And then they would say, well, go and come back effectively. It sounds weird when you literally translate it, but that's part of Japanese culture with, a, with your family, or in my case, with my host family. You would leave, say your bit, and then everybody would sort of have a chorus back. And when you get home, you say tadaima, and then everyone would say, welcome home, effectively. Uh, what, besides her own books, what books has she gifted the most to other people as presents? <laughs> of course, it depends on the person, but for example, um, this is a recent story, but in Japan, there's a popular book called and just for <laughs> people who don't know Japanese, Nyan is kind of like meow. <laughs> It has, <laughs> this book has a lot of cute pictures of cats. Um, and then along with a lot of messages that are encouraging words. <laughs> Japanese love puns. They love puns. Uh, uh, okay. So if she could have a message, one message on a gigantic billboard, Right, just like a short message, not not a advertisement, but just a, a message that she would like to get to millions of people on a huge billboard. And right? sort of a metaphorical question: What would the what would the billboard say? Oh, love your thing you own, Disney. Hmm. Love the things you own. I lo love the things you own. Hmm. That's good. I like that. I'm writing that down. Can you think of? A favorite failure, and I'll explain what I mean by that. This is because I, I think that a lot of people look at Maria-san, and it's very intimidating. They go, oh, God, she's perfect. She never makes mistakes. So what is a favorite failure, which means maybe something that was uh, did not succeed or was a failure that ended up sowing the seeds for success later? Does that make sense? あの、私が学生の時代のまだ片付けの研究をしていた時なんですけれども、片付けにはまりすぎて家族の大切なものをバンバン捨ててしまったっていうことがあるんです。Here's a failure story. So when I was still experimenting with organizing when I was still a student, I went through a period when I discarded my family's things. Some of the most important things, right?大事なことだから。そうなんです。だからもちろん、あの、大喧嘩になりまして、あの、本当に、あの、例えば、母親の ばったかいバッグだったりですとか、父親のま、私から見ると、あの、全然着てなくて、着てなかった、着てなくて、こう、誇りをかぶっていたように見えたスーツだったりですとか、あの、ま、私としては、あの、当時の私としては、あの、
threw away my dad's suit that looked like it had dust accumulating on it. And at that time, my thought was, hey, I discarded it for you. I did it for you. <laughs> and I really want to just almost hit myself or my younger self for doing that. <laughs> ね、本当に片付け、まあ後から本当にそのその経験を通して、そう本当に片付けにおいては本当にその人の価値観っていうのがすごく大事なので、あの本当にいかにその他人から見てそれはガラクタだっていうふうに見えても、その人の許可なしに勝手に捨てることはもう本当にタブーであるっていうことを本当に心から自分の経験で学びました。So in terms of organizing, what's important is that person's specific value. So even if it looks differently from You,、uh, what's important is how they're feeling, what their values are. So, I have a question about the inputs, and I'll tell you what I mean by that. That it seems like loving the things you own is a, is a balance of sorts because you have things coming in that you buy, and then you have things going out that you discard, and then you have things that stay that you organize. So, I'd love to hear how she. Decides to buy something or not. Because, for instance, I think for many people,、uh, they buy something and in that moment it makes them very happy, but then six months later it's not important anymore. It doesn't do anything. So, how does she distinguish those two? Or just maybe she could walk us through her thought process when she's considering buying something or not. So, this is the first question. ときめくかどうかっていうところを大きな判断軸にしているんです。ただ、このときめきっていうその感覚っていうのは、その片付けをすることによって、あとはその自分の残したものを大切にちゃんと扱っていくことによって、そのときめきの感度って磨かれるというふうに考えています。It's very simple. So for me, it's just whether it sparks joy for me or not when I hold that item in my hands. And that spark joy feeling is a muscle, as I said before, that you really train by going through the tidying process. Could she elaborate on how then she distinguishes from something that gets her very excited for a short time versus something that she realizes will spark joy for a longer period of time? So, Miwake. ているっていう意識は、そうですね、見分けているっていう意識は、あの自分としては特にあの意識はしていないんですが、あのすごく自然にわかるようになってくるっていう答えですかね。うん、あの自分の持ち物に対してすごく意識的にあの向き合うことによって、今自分にとってどういうものが必要なのか。っていうのが常に意識できるように、まあ、しもうそんなに意識するというか本当に自然な状態になっていくんですよね。なっていくので、あ、これは今の自分にとって本当に必要だとか、これは本当に長きにわたって自分にとって必要だっていうこの感覚は自分で判断できるようになってきます。でもちろん私はあの本当に短い間だけでもときめくものというものもとても素敵だっていうふうに思っているので、それはそれでもちろん自分のときめきの体験になりますし、あの短いからダメっていうわけではないです。うん So, I don't necessarily always consciously think about that. So, it's something that you just realize naturally. So, you can notice what's necessary to do now. Consciously train that muscle, and then you're able to know what you need now at the moment、uh, and what you need long term. So, you become better able to judge that. Of course, I think it's lovely to have short term spark joy items as well. It's not about you know, long term or short term. Got it. It's not exclusively one or the other. What is a recent, doesn't have to be recent, but a purchase that comes to mind for her of less than $100 that she, 
that brings her a lot of joy. 最近買ったもので言うと、最近はもうなんか自分のものっていうよりも娘のものを買うのにとてもときめいていて、あの娘の靴ですね。うん、あのすごく一目惚れしたこう手作りのあの手作りっていうんですかね、ハンドクラフト風のなんですけれども、靴を発見してすごくときめいてしまいました。So this wasn't a purchase for me, but for my daughter. I love buying things that spark joy for me for my daughter.、Uh, I fell in love with this pair of shoes that were handmade shoes. What about for, her, for herself? It doesn't have to be recent. It could be anything that she owns, maybe something non obvious, right? That brings her a lot of joy. I'll give her an example just to give her some time to think. So I have something. If someone were to ask me, like, what is something strange that you have that gives you a lot of joy? So I have Yabusame. ヤブサムネクラっていうか、ヤブサムネあえくのクラ ?So I have saddles, ヤブサメサドル。And that's very strange, right? That's not something that most people have in San Francisco. But I have an antique ヤブサメサドル and I, it, it makes me so happy every time I see it. Right? So that'd be an example of something that's not like, because I could say, oh, I have a photograph of my family, but that's true for a lot of people, right? So I'm trying to, find, I'm trying to identify if there's something Uh, maybe a little less usual or obvious that, that really brings her a lot of joy that she has. そうですね。あのそれで言うとあの全く同じような趣向になってしまうんですけれども、あのお抹茶用のお椀というのが、mm. あの一目惚れして買ったんですけれども、すごく色が綺麗なんです。それあのパープルの,あの紫色のカラーなんですけれども、清水焼き。That reminds me,、um, I have a tea ceremony bowl that really sparks joy for me. The color is beautiful. It's like a purple, and it's a shimizuyaki style of bowl. Sounds beautiful. When you hear the word successful, what does that mean to you? 私にはあの今あの目指している夢があって、それはあのオーガナイザーワールドっていう夢なんです。まだあの私が手にしてしきれていない成功の。目標なんですけれども、私はその片付けのメソッドだったり、その片付けの価値というのを本当に心の底から信じていて、この片付けによってたくさんの人が幸せになることができるというふうに思っているので、本当にその世界の中の方が自分の片付けを終わらせて、自分にとって本当にときめくものを大切にしていける、ときめく価値観を大切にしていける世界を作りたいっていうふうに考えています。それができたら成功だなっていうふうに言えるというふうに思います。I have a goal. My dream is to organize the world. So, you know, regarding this method of organizing or through this method, I want lots of people to leave lives that spark joy. I want more people to have completed tidying and more people to lead lives of joy as a, re- as a result. That's success to me. So, aside from that, if she had to choose one more thing right, to, to be on her, now this might be <laughs> sort of culturally specific, but to be on her gravestone. <laughs> What would she want to have written on her gravestone? Aside from that. So, I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it. 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 いう価値観をすごく大事にしていて私も本当にそんな風にそんな大きなことじゃないんです本当に例えばえっと
自分が持っている洋服をすごく丁寧に畳むとか常にこう引き出しの中もきれいに整えておくっていうふうに小さなことをすごく大切にできていけたらなっていうふうに思うしあの周りの方からそういうふうに思われたいっていうのはちょっと不思議な話だなって自分では思うんですけれどもそういうふうに生きていきたいなって思います。When I pass away, I want to be like my grandmother. So, my grandmother really took good care of her belongings and her house. She made even places that you couldn't see very beautiful. So, for example, I'd like to be remembered as the person who folded her neat clothes really neatly and put them away neatly. And I'd like to continue living this way. ね、サクセスっていう成功っていう意味はすごく小さいことかもしれないんですけどそういうすごく小さいことをこう積み重ねていってあの人生を生きていきたいなっていうふうに思っているんです。So the example I gave might sound really small, but it's really important to build up those small things.I think the small things are the big things.Yeah.Is、uh, there anything she wanted to just ask the millions of people listening? To consider one thing or do one thing or ask themselves one thing, what would, what might that be? So, I have more, 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 This is a question and a framework that I want to apply to a lot. I have a sign over my hallway that says simplify. It's a wooden sign that I bought from a restaurant, more of a diner, you know, a place called Truckee in Northern California. And、uh, I think I've, I've probably given away 70% of my things in the last few years. But nonetheless, there's always, or there seems to be for me at least, an influx, which is why I was asking about the purchases as well. So, this is advice that I need to heed. Where can people find Maria san online? And、uh, Jun, you feel free to answer this, but、uh, on social and elsewhere, where's the best place to say hello, whether in English and Japanese, if they're different? Because I'm sure there are going to be Japanese speakers listening to this as well.、Uh, could you let them know where they can learn more? Sure. We have, we're very active on social media. Please follow us at Marie Kondo. Both on Instagram and Facebook. We also have our official website, www.komari.com. That's K O N M A R I.com. We also have newsletters that you can subscribe to, so please feel free to sign up through our website. And I have one, maybe two last questions. So, this, this is a common question that came up, which was what are the most common novice mistakes that in bring chaos? Back into people's lives. right? So somebody reads the book, they follow the instructions, or they think they're following the instructions. What are the most common mistakes that they make that sort of bring the chaos back in? So, this is the first thing that I have to do. ですね、あの私の片付け法というのはあのカテゴリーごとにいっぺんにやっていくというのがとてもルールなんですけれどもえそうではなくてこう手当たり次第にやってしまう方というのもあのときめくものを選ぶっていうか概念だけをやっぱあの聞いてでその場でやって少しずつやってしまうっていうケースがあるんですがそうではなくてきっちりカテゴリーごとにしっかりやっていくことです。The most common mistake is when people don't... Do the Komari method according to the order that I've suggested, or sometimes they don't do 
a category all at once. Um, some people just want to do things in whatever order they want and like to test out the spark joy concept in whatever order they want. Please don't do that. Um, it's important to really organize by category. And could you uh, remind everybody of the order again? You have clothing. Clothing, books, documents, miscellaneous items, sentimental items. You heard it, folks. Marching orders from the chief. And Maria-san, thank you very much. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you. And Jun-san, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. And to everybody listening, you can find links to everything that we are discussing, the books to Maria-san's website, and much, much more in the show notes, as always, at tim.blog forward slash podcast. You can also find show notes to every other episode. And uh, take a look there, tim.blog forward slash podcast. And until next time, thank you for listening. Hey guys, this is Tim again. Just a few more things before you take off. Number one, this is Five Bullet Friday. Do you want to get a short email from me? Would you enjoy getting a short email from me every Friday that provides a little morsel of fun before the weekend? And Five Bullet Friday is a very short email where I share the coolest things I've found or that I've been pondering over the week. That could include favorite new albums that I've discovered. It could include gizmos and gadgets and all sorts of weird shit that I've somehow dug up in the uh, the world of the esoteric as I do. It could include favorite articles that I've read and that I've shared with my close friends, for instance. And it's very short. It's just a little tiny bite of goodness before you head off for the weekend. So if you want to receive that, check it out, just go to 4hourworkweek.com. That's 4hourworkweek.com all spelled out and just drop in your email and you will get the very next one. And if you sign up, I hope you enjoy it. This episode is brought to you by Me Undies, which I'm wearing right now. I've spent the last year or so wearing underwear from these guys nearly 24-7, except when I'm having fancy time and they are the most comfortable and colorful underwear I have ever owned. If you can imagine really awesome graffiti that you've seen in cities like LA or elsewhere, then turned into a print and put onto underwear, you get the idea. There's also some weird stuff like Halloween-themed camo, which I have for myself. MeUndies, designed in LA and made from sustainably sourced micro-modal. Why is this important? It's three times softer than cotton, and you feel that difference on your loins. Ladies and gentlemen, they feel great. And if you don't love your first pair of MeUndies, they'll hook you up with a new pair or a refund. Uh, what kind of person sends in used underwear back to someone? I don't know. That makes you a strange person. Maybe you should sell them in Japan or something. But if you love the product, and they make a great gifts also, and for those people wondering, I go boxer briefs. If you love it, they have a subscription offer where you can save up to 33% after your first pair. So check it out, meundies.com forward slash Tim. You can see some of my favorite underwear. And uh, also plenty for the ladies. That's meundies.com forward slash Tim. This episode is brought to you by 99designs. I've used 99designs for years for all sorts of graphic design needs. Whether you need a logo, website, book cover, or anything else, 99designs was created to make great designs accessible to everyone and to make the process of getting designs much, much easier. So when I first started out, for instance, testing prototype covers and getting prototype covers for the 4-Hour Body, I went the contest route. That is one option. This is a great solution if you're looking for fast, affordable design work and the ability to choose from dozens of options risk-free. Let's say you need something late night, quick turnaround. Well, people in other time zones, other countries can also help you solve that problem. Since then, I've worked with 99designs 
on a separate path or a different option, and uh, that is the one-to-one project service. So, in a number of cases, and I'll give you one example, when I wanted to create the cover for my audiobook, The Tao of Seneca, this was a very important project to me, I decided to use their one-to-one project service. And with this service, you can invite a specific designer to your project, agree on a price, and then work together until you're satisfied. And they allow you to iterate and provide feedback and all this stuff. And I haven't shared it yet, but we also got some incredibly good, really some of the best illustrations I've ever seen from using this one-to-one project service with a handful of different designers and illustrators. It blew my mind. 99designs makes this all very easy and efficient. So you can check out the Tao of Seneca design and other work that I and your fellow listeners, for that matter, have done on 99designs at 99designs.com forward slash Tim. And right now, you can get a free $99 upgrade on your first design. Again, that's 99designs.com forward slash Tim.